Praise the Lord. Blessed be that Lord God Almighty. afternoon. Master, I pray that you speak so that we, your servants, will listen unto you. Lord, I am only a vessel. I pray that you use me as your instrument of service so that your people will receive that which you have prepared for them this afternoon. Holy Spirit, you are already within us. Manifest yourself as you speak. We give you the honor and the glory. We pray all this with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our God is good. And all the time. Wow. For me, I like to clap the hands. God's nature. When I said all the time, and that is nature. Wow. Amen. So that is the nature of the Lord. Amen. Uh, for those who do not know me, I am Reverend Pascal Ochunkoma. Uh, by the grace of God, I am the chaplain of St. Luke's Chapel, Mulago Hospital. We are inside. We are the inner patients. Amen. Yes, uh, I am born again. I have received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Since that time, I never regretted why I made that commitment. Amen. Yes, I am also a married woman. Praise the Lord. Not only a married woman, I'm also a mother of the children, possibly a grandmother as well. Amen. But those are not too important. The important thing is I am born again. Amen. So I'm very privileged to stand before you this afternoon. I want to thank God for the, uh, the leadership of this uh, cathedral for inviting me to come and speak to us this afternoon. I feel blessed because I am a daughter. 
Last time I came here, I said it, and today I'm saying again, I am my daughter in the cathedral. Amen. So when I come here, I stand with my two, with, with my two legs and then the heads up because I know that I am a daughter in the house. Amen. So thank you so very much for coming. And the topic given to me today is access to the kingdom of God. Access to the kingdom of God. And when we ask ourselves, what is the kingdom of God? I just want to begin by asking that question. What is the kingdom of God? And the kingdom of God means the reign of God both in heaven and on earth. Meaning when a person receives Jesus Christ and gives his or her life to the Lord, to God, the person enters the kingdom of God. In other words, as soon as we place our true faith in Christ, we are born again into the kingdom of God. Amen. Therefore, the kingdom of God is the spiritual kingdom. So what does the Bible tell us about the kingdom of God? I want us to know. But before that, I want us to read John chapter 3 from verse 1 to 5. That's where our theme is taken from. John chapter 3 from verse 1 to 5. And it reads, Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born again? Be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter the second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered. Very truly I tell you. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless you are born of water and of the spirit. Praise the Lord. So what is the king, what is the Bible telling us, Father, about the kingdom of God? John chapter 18 tells us something. John chapter 18, verses 36. John 18, 36 tells us that Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. This is what the Bible tells us about the kingdom of God. And also, I want us to look at the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 17. And we see, what is it again telling us about the kingdom? Luke 17, 20 and 21. It tells us, once on being asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the coming of the kingdom of God 
is not something that can be observed. Nor will people say, here it is, or there it is. Because the kingdom of God is in your midst. Pray. Is the Lord. The kingdom of God is in our midst. Praise the Lord. So, the passage that we are going to examine this afternoon is the conversation. What is the conversation between Jesus Christ and Nicodemus? Nicodemus was a leader in the Jewish ruling council. Nicodemus was a teacher. Nicodemus was a mature man. In other words, Nicodemus was a big man in the Jewish council. Now, this gentleman, this big man, came to Jesus at night. And the Bible is silent about the reason why he came at night. Why not daytime? The Bible was silent, is silent up to now about it. But it only says, it came I mean, he came to Jesus at night. Perhaps he might be fearing his reputation as a big man. I'm coming to Jesus. People are seeing me. I'm a teacher of the law. Many people, you know, looked unto me. How will they see me coming to Jesus asking certain questions? Perhaps because of his busy schedule, he could not get time to come to Jesus in the daytime. So he decided to come at night. So when he came, he asked this question. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could do, could perform miracles and signs you are doing. If you are not, if God were not with you. So Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Friends, in verse 4, Nicodemus could not understand what it means by being born Again, to him, it was mission impossible. It could not happen. How? A big person like me, go to, you know, be born again, go back the second time into the mother's home. No. So Nicodemus was a little bit confused and he asked Jesus like that. And then Jesus explained to Nicodemus what it means by being born again. This implies to I and you, this afternoon, the explanation that Jesus gave to Nicodemus is the very one that we need to know this afternoon. We might be closer, perhaps in the church. I know many people serve within the church. So many people. And then we are so comfortable that we are already in the kingdom of God. And that is it. Even for us, the priests at times, we are already serving, even declaring the word. And then we think we are already in the kingdom. There are so many things. Even maybe by our giving. Oh, we think that when we are baptized, we are confirmed. Perhaps waited. And we said, okay, I am already in the kingdom. And the Nicodemus, you know those Pharisees, they were in, they were actually within the church, they were in the temple, they were within the temple, they were serving and they, they were really serving and they know that we are already in the kingdom, but when Jesus Christ went and began preaching the gospel and then this man could hear the message that comes from Jesus Christ and he said wait a minute 
Let me hear again. After hearing, he said, I have to go to that man. I thought I know it all. I am the teacher of the law. I thought I'm already there. Then he went personally to find. Perhaps you are here. Like him. When they make altar call, people don't come because of their reputation. But our work is to always keep on making the altar call. Come. Be born again. But others fear. Others come to our office after the sermon, after the message, after the service. Said, I had the message, but I could not get time. But no, because of fear. But we lead them to salvation. So for him, it was not. But Jesus explained to him what it means by being born again. By being in the kingdom. So this afternoon, the Lord is speaking to us. How can we access the kingdom of God? How can we access the kingdom of God? But it, it, it's not by being within the church 24-7 and you think you are in the kingdom. You go home that I was from the church. All because of doing charitable work. Perfect. Like Cornelius. And you think you are in the kingdom. And you are very comfortable. Or even by the giving that we do in the church. God has blessed you. And then you keep on bringing it and bringing it. And you think you are already in the kingdom. I think today the Lord is giving us some answer. Praise the Lord. How can we be born again? How can we access the kingdom of God this afternoon? Number one. Repent. Through repentance. Praise the Lord. Through repentance. And when you see the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, I love it. This is after the Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit descended upon the disciples, when Jesus left them, and Peter started now proclaiming the good news in bold. Acts chapter 2, verses 37. Acts 2, 37. What did it say? When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? What shall we do? This is after hearing the words that Peter preached. He was bold enough to say no to no. He was bold enough to say no to sin. Bringing their sins out. And then those people were cut. The Bible says they were cut to their hearts. And they asked, brothers, what should we do? What did Peter say? Peter replied, verse 38, Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Repent. How can we be born again? Number one, repent. And when you repent, what happened? You will have the spiritual power. That will change your inner nature. That will change our inner being. That will change the kind of behavior you were. 
the kind of things you were doing, which was against the kingdom of God, which was making you to feel like you are already in the kingdom. If you repent and you receive that power of the Holy Spirit, you will be able, you will be the son to understand that surely this is sin. Praise the Lord. And how can we? We need to repent. Because through repentance, that is when we will be born again. Repentance leads a person to salvation. Repentance leads I and you to salvation. Praise the Lord. And because in their conversation, it was really, Jesus was trying to labor. Because the Jews by that time, they knew that salvation is obtained through works. That's what they knew. They knew that salvation is obtained through works. When you work hard, you obtain salvation. But now Jesus is saying, no. Salvation is not obtained through works. It's obtained through repentance. You need to live your wicked ways. Turn away from your sins. And then come to the Lord. Praise the Lord. And when you repent... What do you need to do? Two, you need to walk in purity. Be like a child. This, it's one thing to receive Jesus Christ this afternoon as Lord and Savior. And it's another thing to walk in it. Hallelujah. Walk in purity. Walk in holiness. Righteousness. So many people are in, are within the body of Christ. They say with the, within the body of Christ, but not living in purity. That's when, when the, any wave comes around, a sister is down. Anything comes around, a brother is down. Why? Because we, yes, we, con I mean, we receive Jesus Christ, but we are not walking in purity. We are not really walking in purity. We staggered around. Number three, when you have already repented and you are already walking, make sure that you love the Lord your God. Mark 12, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. And also love your neighbor as you love yourself. Because when you love God, you walk according to God's command. Praise the Lord. You walk according to God's will, according to God's direction. You live to, you, you, you neglect your own life. You don't live according to where, how your life directs you. But you live according to how God will direct you. Because you loved him. When you love someone, you really do what the person tells you. So in, when we need to access the kingdom of God and to really be there, then we need to know that the love of God should be everything to us. And the love to one another. Praise the Lord. And then the next one is, be honest and walk in the truth and speak the truth. Honesty. A believer. You know, the Bible says we are in the world, yet we are not of the world. But we are working with people of this world. We, we are there with them in our offices, in our business you know, places. They are there and we are there. Perhaps they might be in our families. 
And then we are there with them. So because you are always with them, you can be led to do what they do. You can be tempted to do what they do. To walk their ways. To go and hang around with them. And then the honesty will not be there because you do what they do. You are tempted to do what you are not supposed to do. I remember very well when I was still working with the government and the allowance that they were supposed to give to us, they were not giving to us. Time came when the IGG was coming and then they were looking for us in our houses because now people want to be honest. The allowance were not being given to us. Time came when they need accountability. And then they said, okay, all of us, the staff, we must sign. We need to sign to, to help our accountant. So he looks for you even in the night at your home. Please, madam, sign for me. Is that honesty? I said, I'm not going to sign because I am a born again person. I'm a believer. If that money was meant to me, you would have given it unto me. So a believer, and they come to church. A believer needs to walk in the truth and needs to walk in the light and needs to be honest. This one, many of us are failing. Many of us are blaspheming the name of the Lord because we are not walking in honesty. Praise the Lord. The fifth one, humility. The, in the kingdom of God, if you really want to access the kingdom of God and be there, be humbled. Be humbled. We believers, we Christian, I can say Christian, at times we can grow wings and our ego is here. And then we think that we are there, we are going to access the kingdom of God. Or we think we are in the kingdom of God. Never. We are not. Humility. Jesus himself talked about it. He came as the humble servant. Until we need to be humbled. There was something which was happening in the cathedral sometimes back. When I was here, you see these priests who were here. No one of them come to give you Holy Communion without washing their hands with warm water and white towels. It was me doing it. I was a lay reader in the desk of Kampala. I was a theologian already. A lay reader, but no one knows. No one knew that I was that. So I was serving here as a vajra, very well, washing the hands of your priest. And the priest from All Saints Cathedral were the one whose cassocks are the smartest. They dress very nicely and people come and ask, where, where do you take the, the attires of the clergy? They ask me. I said, why? That always smart and it's iron and it's what? Who does it? Pasco. Pasco. I was a lay reader. In the days of Kampala. Trained. Commissioned here in this sanctuary. Until when one day, as a lay reader for us, we are supposed to give Holy Communion. So the priests were a few here. The Reverend celebrated Holy Communion and the Reverend gave me to serve the Holy Communion. So they said, how can the Vajra? One person called the bishop immediately. How can the Vajra serve Holy Communion? And then the bishop said, who is that? They called, the person called so many bishops. He said, no, it's not possible. And then called our bishop. How can the Vajra, they gave to serve Holy Communion, even when the priests were not many. Then Bishop said, who is that? He said, Pascha. Bishop laughed and said, Pascha is not just a Vajra. He's serving the Lord. This lady is a train. Clap, clap, you're clapping for the Lord. Amen. 
Then Bishop laughed and said, why Bishop? He was very furious, gentleman from here. And then said, Pascal is not just a virgin, but she's, this lady is a trained person. This lady is, she, she, what she has done is what she's supposed to do. But we are only using her here just because she's, she's so humble to do whatever she is doing. From that time, they came and said, why did you tell us who you are? I said, why do I need to blow the whistle, the, the whistle so that I tell you who I am? I am a child in the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. So, humility is the best in the kingdom of God. When we are humbled, you will see what will happen in your life. When you are humbled, God will lift you up. But when you are too proud there, you will come down. In the kingdom of God, he wants us to be humble. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Seven, rejoice with others' success. When you are in the kingdom, when you are a believer, when you are born again, you celebrate somebody's success. You are not jealous about how the person is progressing, how his or her business is, go is going well. You are not. But when we are even in the we sing, we, we say we are in the kingdom, and then when we see something beautiful, we begin to say, ah, ah, you look at that one also. Or you begin to ask many questions. How did it happen? How did she reach there? How, you know, many questions, but you are a believer. You even forget that God can do something. So rejoice. A believer rejoice with somebody's success. Praise the Lord. And the next one, the last one is pray in every situation. When you are born again, prayer is our daily bread. Prayer is our daily and should be our daily bread. But at times we don't, you know, we don't see prayers as something. We only come in prayers when we are desperate. When we need something seriously, when we are in a situation, when we are entangled with a lot of troubles and all this, and then we seek for prayers, and then we come, we want to even sleep in the church. That is not the case in the kingdom of God. A person, a child in the kingdom of God, pray every time. Because of prayer, it makes some of us where we are. We smile in every situation. And when you pray, and when a person pray, you'll be able even to pray beyond you. When I said pray, it's not only you. I have reached where I am now praying beyond me. That's what you call intercessors. You pray beyond you. I came to the time that I told the parishioners that I lead them, that I don't know when I'd never prayed for you, the church, in my family. Right now, I am on leave. But I am praying for my parishioner 24-7. I keep on mentioning in my prayer, I don't forget. I pray for them first. And then I put mine. That is being in the kingdom of God. But you might be here, my brother and my sister. Like Nicodemus, please, don't mind about your reputation. Don't mind about maybe time. I thank God for you who always create time to come in lunch hour. Lunch hour, there's a, a comedian who say lunch hour is, it means lunch. Lunch means chewing something. Chewing and eating. But for you, they say to come and chew their spiritual food. 
Amen. You are chewing the real what? Food that will never make you to feel hungry again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, I am here to say, friends, let us really know what the kingdom of God is and walk in the kingdom of God. We should not be confused like Nicodemus. But he was not actually confused. He really looked and looked and looked and said, ah, I'm, I'm not going to care about the Pharisees. The Bible says he even became more, more closer to Jesus than the, the, the disciples of Jesus Christ. Because he learned about the Lord. When we hear something, when we hear the Bible telling us something, we need to be the doers of the word of the Lord. Not just the hearer only. Because at times we could hear January to January, December to December. I told people from here. I said from here, every Saturday's weddings. How many weddings do I attend? Six weddings in a day. Saturday I'm here. Seven weddings. Talk about marriage, marriage, marriage. Love your husband, love your whatever. And then I said, I am the one who is going to be punished the more if I don't take care of my marriage. Why? Because I listen scripture to scripture about marriage. Every Saturday I'm learning something about marriage. These bishops come and go. Another reverend comes and go teaching me. They're teaching the couples, but they're teaching me. So I told people, I said, if I don't, if I make any single mistakes in my marriage, God is going to punish me more than any other person. Meaning, when we hear the word of God, we need to be duara. Nicodemus heard it and said, I am going to follow so that I hear closely. After understanding, he ran and said, from today, I'm the follower of Jesus Christ. Salvation is not done by the kind of giving, by the kind of things that you do. It's by confessing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So if you are here, you have confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, begin to walk rightly with the Lord. Hallelujah. Begin to walk in the Lord. Begin to allow the Lord to commence your journey, to commence your way, to commence whatever you do. And if you do that, you will be proud tomorrow to stand and say, I am in the kingdom. But if you have never, or you've received Jesus Christ, and you fail to walk in it, this afternoon, God is saying, you need to access the kingdom of God. You need to walk rightly with the Lord. And today is the day. And now is the time. For I and you to repent. If you have not been walking rightly. Or if you have been proudly walking and saying. Yes I am in it. I am in the kingdom. I am already serving in the church. I am a warden. I am a council member. I am a choir. I am all this. And we know we are in the kingdom. Never. Today the Lord is saying that. You are singing. You are being in the council. You are doing what does not qualify you to be in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It is only when you confess. And when you confess. And you need to walk rightly. Walk rightly. Praise the Lord. I want us to pray. I want us to stand up and we're going to pray.